Hey everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. Well, there I was in Dallas, Texas. You see, I was standing on a grassy knoll next to a fellow I would describe as a second shooter. He was aiming his gun at this. Ah, no, wait a second. I'm getting a bit off topic. On the other side of the table, Dr. Scientist. T.S. Eliot. That's a good one. That's a good one. I have one problem with that, though. He was born in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> My name is Pop Scotch, and as I always say, mix together a good pumpkin beer and an orange juice, like a fall beer mosa. Things are not going well for me. <laughs> Welcome to Plotty Time. That one egg was 40 eggs? That's a big fucking pile of garbage. I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're today. talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something. Like dick piercing? Right. No, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. If you want cheese, you get a milk. You're waiting for pain. No, I can hate on it. It sucked. Boners. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ply Time, the podcast that um uh, was half an hour late to record today. Oh, yeah. snap. Go yeah. On. Yeah. We got there, though. That's what matters. <laughs> That's what matters. But uh, let's start. We always start. What are we playing? What are we watching? What are we doing? What's going on? And we always start with Dr. Scientist. So, Dr. Scientist, mm-hmm. what have you been playing? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What's going on with you? Oh, what have I been watching, you say? That's one of the things. Yeah, that's one of the things. Well, I've been watching a lot of uh, Quest for Glory 6 on YouTube. It's RPG speedruns. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I'll probably be watching cool. that for the next couple months. <laughs> cool, cool, Until, cool. like, the next RPG Limit Break or Quest for Glory 7. One of those. What is it, like a competition? No, it's just like a speedrun marathon, but they only play RPGs. Wow. that's So is this, like, an event? Like, people go to it? Uh, it's kind of like... St- Streaming. It's not like GDQ or anything. Okay. It's more like a yeah. They get a like a program yeah. streaming thing. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. But it's good. I'm enjoying myself. Of course. Well, that's where's some of the games they're speedrunning. Well, I watched uh, Final Fantasy One Pixel Remaster speedrun. Oh yeah. And uh, Reminiscing Saga Two. And I started the four hour long Golden Sun one. <laughs> Got a lot. It's of crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think it's like four hours. That's a speed run. That's the fastest anyone's going to do this. Uh, coming up is a nine-hour Breath of Fire two one. Whoa! Look out! So I got a lot. I got I got a lot of cut out for me in the future. <laughs> got a lot on my plate. Yeah, <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. You know? you know, man. There was a time where I would sit there and do an eight-hour game session, like with you know a couple breaks here or there without breaking a sweat. Now I don't know if I could. No, no my ass would hurt. I think. Yeah. I need to like yeah, get, my back get suspended or... from the ceiling or something. <laughs> <laughs> like a sex swing. Yeah, like I play video games. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Combine those two worlds somehow. Yeah. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of giving away our best ideas in this podcast. <laughs> and then I watched this movie called uh, Cobweb. Nice. Do you watch it? It's a new one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really like it too much. I thought it was really creepy. It is creepy. Like, but just the parents are fucking creepy. Yeah, the parents really weirded me out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but... Uh, well, Homelander. The, that guy's just fucking weird, man. Oh, is that... I don't know who Homelander is. Oh, is that the, the dad? The dad, yeah. Yeah, well, both parents. Uh, the other one's Liz Kaplan, and yeah. she's fucking even weirder than him. That's. I think it's just that the parents are too fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. That bothered me. <laughs> They just don't act like humans. No. It seemed like they'd have, like, they'd take their skin off and be yeah. like some alien at the end. Yeah, that's a kind of what I was expecting. <laughs> but that's 
not what the movie's about. No. no, it's about this kid. He's like, it's new, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's like a, getting bullied at school a lot and stuff, and he starts hearing like someone talk to him from behind the walls in his house, and uh, it's like his only friend. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It is interesting. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, it's pretty good actually. I liked it at least. I gave it a man, and Chumpslap gave it a yeah. So yeah, you know how okay. that goes. Yeah, I think I think Scotch would like it. Yeah, it's a horror movie. I, it's yeah. on the radar. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't. We haven't well, gotten to just it. Just watch it and see. It. Just if you can get past all the parents acting fucking weird. <laughs> okay. I think you can. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they grow pumpkins in their backyard. It's just. Hey, my neighbors did that this year. <laughs> did they really? <laughs> not that many, but yeah. A oh, couple. not that many neighbors. I was like, what the? F- oh, <laughs> like you meant pumpkins. <laughs> That's so weird. Pumpkins. Who does that? I don't know. I guess instead of buying them. But but what are you using for jack o' lanterns? Pumpkin pie, maybe? You buy pumpkin to make pumpkin pie. You could dry out the seeds, fry, like bake those up. Those are delicious. Yeah, but Man, why don't you just we, buy We've them? tried that. We can never get it to work. Why you just throw them in an oven? It's like $10 and for put a salt pound on. of them, so why even bother? Yeah, well, yeah, you're wasting more than that in water <laughs> to grow it. That's a good point. But yeah, I guess uh, cobwebs, meh. Uh, what game did I play? Mm. I played this game called Overrogue. Is it so, roguelike? No. Oh. Whoa. Kind of. There's a part of it that is. Tricky. It's a deck builder game. Mm, okay. But I got to a part where the one deck is just overpowered and I'm going through everything with it, with it just using that. Uh, Nothing else is difficult. So I don't know. It's not balanced very well. I'll probably right. just beat it and then just using the superpowered deck. It starts out like you get the deck and it starts out as like if you can make the deck on your run lower than five cards, you're basically unstoppable. So you just don't pick new cards and just remove the bad ones and pfft, you can keep going through the game. No problem. Interesting. Hmm. Found it incredibly easy. I'll see how it, if it gets any better, if there's anything that counters that strategy, but I doubt it. It's not that complex of a game. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I really did this week, Papa Scotch. But you play, watch, do what's what's going on with you? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, we got into, well, I'll start with games, I guess. Played some Chell, and I've about had it up to fucking here with this game. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. no. He's... he's He's duping us. Spoiler. He's trying- I. He's rope doping. Didn't say I was going to stop playing it. <laughs> <laughs> there's. Okay. So there's currently a bug or something wrong going on in the game where. I lose. No, it's not. It's not that obvious. Um, well, that's a symptom of it. But your players away from the puck, like character players, you're not even, uh, you know, controlling at that moment. Yeah. They just keep getting penalties. How? <laughs> like. I, like they they'll get tripping calls or boarding or roughing or interference or whatever. They're not even. And the computer will just be like penalty. And I'm like, dude, I didn't even do anything. Like I wasn't even at that part of the ice controlling anybody. Which look, it's part of the game. It happens. Like your your guys away from the puck will get penalties, and you know you'll be on the kill or the power play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's happening like six times a game. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a game last night, and I. Was losing four to one, 10 minutes into the first. And the other team scored on two five on threes and two other power plays. <laughs> it was like six penalties. One absolutely was my fault. It was definitely my fault. And I did it. But the other five happened away from the play. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, why aren't they calling them on any of these? Like, why? And this keeps happening. It's like a known thing. And then EA oh, put out a patch recently, and they're like, oh, we fixed it, guys. We know this is a problem. You know, we took care of it. Not seeing that. All right. I used to 
go into the games of my friends who played these types of games and change the sliders so that the penalties would be called almost entirely on them and more often than normal. Is there a setting like that in this game? They do have sliders, but not for like the online mode. Oh, like okay, you can't yeah, mess yeah. with those sliders. Because that was so funny. Because then they go back and play their game and they begin, what the fuck? Another holding call? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because if you mess with the sliders and the difficulties, you can tell when they're being used. And you can tell in like the, uh, the hut moments section, mm-hmm. which are like, I think I went over those already. It's like puts you in a situation of a real game from previous years. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you play out the last period and try to score two goals or whatever. Right. And uh, with those, the sliders are definitely tuned up for the computer. Like, you just skate and, like, take a sharp turn and you just lose the puck and it goes drifting. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) So that's always fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I mean when I say I'm about I've had it up to here with that game. Gonna keep playing it. I already got my uh, hut rush level all the way up to one million. So, you know. Oh, Oh, congrats. Take that. Well, it's not. I mean... (laughs) Every week it resets, but this is the first time I've ever got the top tier to get those captain collectibles. Then I can trade in five captain collectibles for a rant. No, seven captain collectibles for a, a random. This, this sounds like a prosy D skit. I know, right? Choice pack, and then I get the eighty-five choice pack, and then I can trade in five of those for an eighty-eight overall player. Oh shit! Nice eighty-eight. What am I doing? What am I doing? So, how do you get to a million? Do you just play a lot. Or do you have to yeah, win? Yeah, you just, like, it's a points-based system, and every week there's two different versions of Hut Rush. One is a more realistic physics one, and one's more arcade but they'll have five objectives, and it'll be like, score 25 goals, or win 10 games. And they're all obtainable if you keep playing. Yeah. And those will give you, like, 100,000 points or 200,000 points, and when you need to get to a million, those help out very quickly. Oh, okay, so it's like daily challenges for... Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah, kind of the same concept, except it's weekly. Yeah. That's really all it is. Cool. All right, so uh, another couple months of playing before you're really pissed off at it? Until the next I one just, comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, until whatever card comes out, and they're like, you got to get this one. I'm like, I do got to get this one. And I got to grind for <laughs> seven days to get a fucking 88 overall Claude Drew I'm never going to use. <laughs> <sighs> they just, the way they do it, and they release, this is, I will say, to their credit, this is the first year where I felt like the ratio between buying your team versus making your team from scratch with no money put in is more even, if well, that, that makes sense. that doesn't sound good for you spending all the money then. <laughs> no, it, uh, I just get there faster. Like, you can get there as a regular player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But I also don't play online, so I lose all those you rewards. You also have a real job and a Ooh. wife and a house. That's so. true, I do. Whoa, don't dox him. <laughs> I'll get a divorce. I'll sell the house. I'll move in with Chomp Slap, and then I'll just play Chell all day. Yeah, his rent's Perfect. pretty cheap. Shut up, man. What well, else did I do? Hear this. <laughs> I doubt it. Then I watched movies. I did that. Okay. We are deep into Christmas horror movie season. Oh, nice. So the first one we watched was a movie called Sick for Toys from 2018. All right, sounds sick. Yeah, for toys. It's not good. <laughs> so the, the quick blurb is, Roy accepts an invitation to Christmas dinner with Amelia. He soon realizes that the evening is not what it seems and ends up fighting for his life. So it's this guy who's like the classic nice guy dude. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like insufferable. I thought they were trying to make Basic him like... Christmas story. Well, I thought they were trying to make him like a down on his luck guy that's like, ah, oh, shucks, I just wish something would work out for him, you know? But they gave him a mega hat. <laughs> 
He's kind of a dick. Yeah, okay. And so he goes and he meets this this woman, Amelia, and Amelia lives on this farm with her brother. And Not weird. every year she gets a Christmas toy and it's another hostage that she murders. Hmm. Sounds neat. Yeah. And it's him and his buddy in that situation. It's not very good. It's fine, but it's not very good. All right. Pass. Yeah. Pass on that one. And speaking of other passes, have you guys ever seen Puka? Yeah. You didn't like that? I did not like that. Hmm. I think I tried to watch it. It was a Hulu one. Yeah. It was all right, I thought. It was... I mean, the only thing I didn't like about it is they kept beating you over the head with the fact that something weird's happening. Like, do you, you ever see the thing where... You're watching a horror movie, and they're like, oh, this ancient book has something to do with it. And then later you hear the characters like, I think the ancient book has something to do with it. And later it gets revealed that the ancient book has something to do with it. And you're like, guys, we've been over this. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that where he puts on the suit and weird stuff starts happening. And uh, I don't know. I should have probably been paying attention more. It was kind of abstract what happened and a little bit of a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. But I should have probably been paying attention more. I'm going to give it a... No, it's definitely not your fault. It's their fault. <laughs> No. They should have made me want to pay yeah. attention more. Yeah, exactly. It's their fault. They watched, They made it wrong for me to watch wrong. So that's <laughs> their fault. But I did watch a good movie, a yearly classic we watch in this house, Krampus. Oh, it's, uh, always it's a good, lot of always fun. Good. Aren't there multiple Krampuses? There's like There's one good nine one. different Krampus movies, but only one that was like a big budget Hollywood one. The rest are like... With Tony Collette and um, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott yeah. yeah, Adam Scott, yeah. David Koechner. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good names in that. That was a fun movie. I like it. Yeah. Classic. And then we watched uh, Don't Open Till Christmas. <laughs> I might have seen that. It's from 1984. It is about some guy in London who wears a Santa suit. Or no, he's killing anyone in London with a Santa suit on. Mm-hmm. That's Sounds really, like, that's yeah. mostly it. Yeah. And it's a little bit it, like it's not bad. It's just very slow. Like it's a slow yeah, movie. It's, like it's an 80s yeah, speed movie. Exactly. Yeah. But there's like these dudes that are like hanging out in alleys wearing Santa Claus outfits like, oh, I just got off work being this goddamn Santa. And they get it's stabbed or nickel. Yeah, shot in the face or whatever. I definitely saw that. Again, it's fine. It's, it's kind of like American Psycho, right? Like he just gets away with it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he doesn't get away with anything in American Psycho. He doesn't do anything. Didn't it's up he? To, it's up to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched uh, Silent Night from 2012. Always fun. Mm-hmm. The police force of a remote Midwestern town search for a killer Santa Claus who is picking off citizens on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen it too. It's mad. With Jamie King and uh, who's the other? Malcolm McDowell is the sheriff. It's like from 10 years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, 20 years ago. It's 2012. Oh, okay. There's like 50 movies called Silent Night. Yeah, but this one true. also has Ellen Wong. It, again, Donnell Logue, who's a vampire now, as we saw in What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. What was the show uh, he was in? Terriers. Yes, that was a good show. Cool. It was. <laughs> good point. And then we, I'm wrapping it up. Not a Christmas movie, but also it was from the horror movie bowl. We watched uh, Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon again because that's a fun one. It's Leslie Vernon. Did you watch One Cut of the Dead yet? No. No. Mm, okay. It's Korean, right? Yeah. I think I started it at one point, but then had to like do something and watch like the first 10 minutes and didn't get back to it. But I probably should. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Okay. Maybe. I've been trying to get you to watch it for like over a year now. Yeah. I've wanted right. to. It's on my radar, but you know. 
But uh, that's all I played, watched. Oh, no, sorry. There's one last thing I played. I, I got the platinum for Robocop, by the way. Oh, snap. It was uh, very, very easy. Yeah, sounds so. The game looked very uninteresting and could have easily been a not Robocop game. I th- don't think you're wrong. But this was Robocop. Like, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it because I love Robocop and the Robocop universe and that cheesy 80s like cyberpunk aesthetic. I loved it, but... To most people that aren't really loving that universe, I don't think it's worth like 60 bucks. Like it's it's like a 20, 25 hour max game. And that's if you do everything. Okay. And it's definitely not it. like it. It doesn't have a polish of like a triple A game. It's a little bit bare bones, but I had fun. I'm glad I played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. But I, I recognize it's it's not something I can recommend to everyone. Like, oh, you got to play this game. Like there's conditions here. Right. But yeah. Another numb for the the trophy closet, whatever. Yeah, All right, done. you got it. Yeah, it's Sir Chumslap, what are you uh, <laughs> playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, finished up Ratchet and Clank. Oh, it's good. Good. Do you like nice. it? Nice. Yeah. It's the first one you ever played all the way through. Yeah, at least all the way through. Good games. Good games. Yeah, I definitely dug it. Don't know if I'll go back and try to plat it or. I think you have to play it on hard and shit. And, I don't know. Usually you only have to go to like game, New Game Plus for a while to plot those games. But Yeah, I think there was something like I didn't get all the upgrades or all the weapons, but then I looked it up and you have to get a weapon on New Game Plus or something. So I was like, yeah, yeah. there's usually, that's how they usually go on that. Yeah. Usually you have to at least play twice through it. But the second time is fucking usually a breeze. Yeah, because you're not looking for everything. Yeah, either. you got all the guns already. Yeah. Well, maybe. I'll keep it installed and just, if I feel like an easy shooter one day, I'll put it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. But I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. You know how it is. Well, you you went back to uh, finish Ghost of Shushima. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And before we even started recording, you talked about even starting Fallout 76 again. Dude, don't put that on me on the podcast. I had to. I had to. Son of a wow. <laughs> I'm going to do some, like, I've been itching to play a Fallout game, and I'm wondering if they made it, like, possible for a, for a single player person. I played it on the four, so I didn't play it on the five yet, you know. It's basically a new game. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, there's a new fucking Atlantic City DLC coming out for it. So. Really? Yeah. I don't even huh. know what the closest Atlantic City would be to West Virginia. I don't know. Well, there's one. You go to Pittsburgh in the fucking three, right? Or yeah. four. Three. Yeah. What? Like, you know, it was three. What? Uh, man, like, I don't. How many people can still be playing Fallout 76, right? Like, I don't know. I want to see if it's still making stuff for it. Any good. I don't know. Maybe the balancing and shit's better, but we'll see. I probably won't play it, so scratch that. Watched a couple things. Okay. You guys ever see a House of Darkness? It's possible. Justin Long meets a woman at a bar. They go back to her place. It sounds familiar, but... They have drinks. They talk for about an hour and 15 minutes, and then the last 10 minutes, something happens. No. Yep. I probably would have been bored by then. Oh, I dozed off twice. (laughs) (laughs) Is this another one of those movies that were like a play and they adapted it into a movie? Because that's usually what happens with those. It's two people talking for an hour. No, it's just, I'll spoil it for you because it's not worth watching. She turns out to be like a vampire and she has them there. Like she has her and two of her sisters are there and they just, they eat them at the end. That's that's it. There's nothing to it. Is it a seductive thriller? Sure is. Okay. Because he just thinks he's going to get laid there and I don't know. 
Uh, no, I even get into it. Fucking Justin Long really thinks he's going to get laid. I know. Yeah. I'd, watching it, you're like, okay, Justin Long playing a horny businessman type. You're like, okay, fine. I can't wait for him to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing's ever going to beat his character from Zack and Mary make a porno in the seductive realm. So I don't think I've seen that. And nobody, I don't like seductive Justin Long. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's people out there that have really laughed at that. They laughed at that real hard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was a Jamie Kennedy because I always confuse those two too. <laughs> nice. If you haven't watched Zach and Mary make a porno recently, watch that. It's a good movie. No, I don't think it is. And I won't watch it again. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. But then I watched uh, Hollow Man, not the new one. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the new one. The bacon one? The bacon one. The bacon dude. one's a good one. Wow. <sighs> Fantastic. Amazing. I hated it. What? <laughs> he just, first thing he does when he's invisible, oh, I'm going to go fucking molest my subordinate here who's sleeping. Come on. And then he I think, look, I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I will proudly admit I saw it in the theater. And <laughs> nice, nice. I did too. I vaguely remember that like the hollow, whatever the stuff they injected him with, it like messed with his brain. Yeah, it's supposed to make him go mad or whatever. But this is like literally right after he's injected. The okay. first day. I remember the effects being really cool. Did they held up? Yeah, they they were good. They were like, like you see his skin disappear and then his muscles and his Who's bones. Who's the woman in that one? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. Gretchen Maul? We should all know this. I don't know. Man. Who was the one? In, who was the the one in the new one? Was the girl that's in Mad Men, right? Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Gretchen Maul, no. Elizabeth Shue, the same what's thing. It? Yeah. What's the difference? But I don't Elizabeth know. Elizabeth Shue also shows up in the Cobra Kai series. Cool. Because she was in she was in the uh, original. She was the the love interest in the original one. Yeah. The original Cry Kid uh, movie. Oh, right, right, right. When she was the teen. Yeah, she but I don't back. know. It's very lovely. All right. And then when Elizabeth he Moss is that the one in the new one? Sorry, I was thinking of his. Yes. I don't. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Then when he escapes, he just goes to his apartment and just goes to his neighbor and watches her get undressed. Like, what the fuck, man? It's it's a uh, do something tale of morality. And then he freaks just like out. the Invisible Man, this book. But he freaks out after like ten days being invisible. I thought he was a scientist, dude. I would love to be invisible. For, that'd be so great just to be left alone. You think he's just well? He's not left alone. Maybe that's why he freaks out. He's being monitored the entire time. Oh, maybe. But he's a scientist. He should have seen this shit coming, right? Scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do all scientists see their own madness coming, Dr. Scientist? Mm-hmm. Most That's of them embrace amazing. it. Exactly. Just like, this is the march of time. This is what's going to happen. He seemed like he was denying it, which I thought was weird for a scientist. Hmm. So I don't know if I could, I don't know. I wouldn't watch it again. I'd watch the new one again. The new one was better, if you ask me. I'll, I'll always remember that movie because I saw it in the theater like three days before everything shut down. For the pandemic. Yeah. Your last movie in the theater. I think it was. Still haven't gone back. No, I saw. Ooh, we're going Transformers back. Transformers Rise of Beast. <laughs> I didn't even know that movie fucking came out until I saw a poster on the street. I talked about I it. <laughs> I know, but that was, that was maybe before. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. I don't know. Well, I uh, you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Movies. There's a next weekend. The wife and I are going to. Uh, well, I can say it now because it's not going to be. It's going to have passed. Uh, Alamo Draft House is doing the December to Dismember. Oh, nice. It's a, they do it every December. It's a back to back Christmas horror movie marathon. Well, I guess it's not a marathon. It's two movies. It's a double feature, but you have no idea what they are. Like you, you have no idea what the movies are until you get there. Hmm. I wonder if there's one around here. There's one in that's Bethlehem, right? There used to be. I don't know. 
pre-pandemic. I don't know if it survived. There was a last time we went. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but one of the movies we saw was The Day of the Beast. That one, I think I told you about it and you watched it, Chump Slap. The one where the priest is uh, trying to talk to Satan. So he's listening to all the metal music to try and figure out like a hidden message. <laughs> no, it's an Italian film. I think it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. I'm gonna have to watch that. Day of the Beast, huh? And then he meets this metalhead who's like running the metal store. And at first, the guy's like, "What the fuck is this priest coming in here?" And he starts talking to him like in depth about metal music because he's been listening to everything <laughs> to try and find a message. Nice. And the guy's like, "Man, you fucking rule." <laughs> like what are you doing like with all this stuff he's like oh i'm trying to get a message to the devil himself yeah do you want to help me and the metalhead in the fucking store is like yes 100 <laughs> percent. love the guy and it's great it's a great movie then they go to like uh to get the help of someone who's like a david blaine type tv psychic oh okay it's awesome check it out i will maybe but <laughs> then i just rewatched uh demolition man because why the fuck not? Man, where's your programming coming from? Because this is a, quite a smattering. Not mad about it. Well, you go Hollow Man. You're like Demolition Man. I don't know. Oh, just movies with man. Free is the association. Trust the algorithm. Okay. <laughs> well, no, it's because I was talking about uh, Sandra Bullock oh. that day. So I had to check it out. But that's all. That's all I did this week. All right. Well, uh, we got nothing else to talk about in our intro here. Let's go ahead and move into the plotty time vibe check. It's a silky vibe. Feel the vibe. This reminds me. Can I go this low? Can I get lower than this? This reminds me of like silk stockings or something. You want to catch some vibes? I wonder if that show holds up. (laughs) I'm sure. You know what the vibe is. Anyway, all right. Playtime vibe check. So let's talk about the first thing I got on my list of shit to talk about is. The uh, couple unannounced Gearbox games accidentally got revealed via a LinkedIn post. Uh-oh. Man, these losers really have to stop looking at LinkedIn. I, it's amazing that so many people are like, hey, I'm uh, looking for a job. Uh, my last job, I worked on this game. And it's clear that the game has not been announced or isn't in the cultural conscience at all. Like they're talking about Borderlands 4, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands 2, and a new entry into the Brothers in Arms franchise. Ooh, Borderlands 4, huh? Yeah. Wonder where they're going to go. To what another vault. Do? Yeah, I guess there's vaults all over. Yeah. You could really go anywhere, right? Aren't there vaults on a whole billion different types of planets? Yep. I don't think I ever played the DLC for Borderlands 3. Was there a DLC for Borderlands yeah, 3? Yeah, I definitely oh, played it. absolutely was. I'm struggling to remember what it was. There's something about a big guy. Was there... No, I'm thinking these are all Borderlands 2 ones I'm thinking of. Was there a casino one? No. Yeah. That was a pre sequel. There was a casino somewhere <laughs> in the Borderlands universe. Was there? Oh, well, there were slot machines. No, there was. Oh definitely my God. I'm trying to look up Borderlands 3 DLC and all it shows is fucking cosmetic stuff. Oh, there you go. I even bought the season pass and I don't think I ever downloaded any of them. There's a Halloween one. That was three or two. There was Halloween stuff for three, too, oh. I think. Okay. There was. Moxie's heist of the handsome jackpot. Join yeah, Moxie's it. crew of ragtag experts and battle your way through the Hyperion security forces Played and crazy casino. I did goers. play that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then second we've got Guns, Love, and Tentacles: The Marriage right. of Wainwright and Hammerlock. Okay, I played that one. Uh, bounty of Blood. This is visit the brutal frontier planet of Ghana to collect a bounty on the Devil's Riders, a violent gang of beast riding mercenaries. 
He might not have played. Might that. not have played that one. Yeah. I might have stopped That's after the tentacle one. And then the last one is Psycho Krug and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck. Oh, I played that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that one because you were playing as Krieg or you. Yeah, you were going through. You his got head. like backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I did play them all. All right. Well, there we go. Then the rest are just cosmetic stuff. But yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> They're still trying to charge seventy fucking bucks for the game and the DLC. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, especially when four is coming out. Well, it's not. <laughs> it was only accidentally revealed by a LinkedIn post. Back to the game. Uh, then in other news, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to release a new physical edition for the PS5 and Xbox Series XS. By Coward. That is the Phantom Liberty and the version 2.0 overhaul. So they're basically going to release the game that they were supposed to release yeah. back in the fall of 2020. You're going to buy it? No, I'm good. I am not going to buy it. I'm so mad about it. That's why I brought it up in this. <laughs> Like, everyone's like, the Phantom Liberty's so good. Like, the game is good now. Like, the, guys, this game is awesome. And I'm like, do you guys fucking forget that they promised multiplayer and just said, nah, we're not going to do that? They promised a lot of things. They promised a lot of things and failed on so many things and delivered a game that was fucking broken. And everyone's like, dude, it's awesome now, though. Go give them money. Yeah, two, like, two, no. was it three years later. It was a game I was never hyped for and just laughed at all the problems and then didn't care anymore after that. That's all. That's what you always do. Not always. <laughs> Like 25% of the time. Like there was so much hype for this game. Yeah. So much fucking hype. And I remember before it came out just being like, well, like it's not something that I'm super interested in, but I hope it's good. I mean, you know, I'd love a new good game to play. I was thinking it would be like a cyberpunk fallout. It would have been awesome. But yeah, it was so cyberpunk bad. fallout, isn't that just fallout or cyberpunk? I don't know. What do you mean? Well, the combined, the well, combination. There's no fucking like neon lights and shit and fallout. Pull your head out of your ass. Well, it's gonna be, that's a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> well, I don't Cyber, know. Cyberpunk isn't. I was thinking it would be like fallout with a new it's skin. Dystopian. How about that? Why are you getting? You're taking a dystopian you? world and wanting to make it a post-apocalyptic world. Why can't it be both? Thank you. <laughs> uh, and more important news that Dr. Scientist is super hyped about. The next Call of Duty game is going to take place during the Gulf War. I thought everyone was off of Call of Duty now. Dude, that's like 25 years ago now. That's ancient history. <laughs> so I was reading about this. It's even and longer than that, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. It was 91. It's 30 years ago. 93. 93. Somewhere around uh, there. But it's going to be another entry in the Black Ops series, so it's going to be, I don't know, I don't know if it's a direct sequel or just going to be in the same universe as Cold War was. Get ready to go to Fallujah. Well, here's the thing. So, Modern Warfare 3 came out. I've, I still haven't bought it, still haven't played it. Pretty Good. shocked I haven't done that yet. Nah, don't do it. You won't. But it's because I'm obsessed with another game I might talk about next week. Chell. <laughs> It's chill. No, I'm kidding. It's a different game, but All I'll right. get to it. Um, and fuck you guys, by the way. <laughs> I was reading about the Call of Duty and the new one they're talking about, and or I'm sorry, Modern Warfare 3, the new one that just came out that everyone is shitting on. No one seems to be happy about this game. No. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, by the way, it broke every sales record we've ever had. I'm like, how? How? Because people are just going to buy it. Yeah, people still play multiplayer. They don't care. People don't understand if they don't like something, they shouldn't buy it. I'm starting to understand about? that. I don't. I didn't buy the new one yet. Wait, what the fuck you guys just say? <laughs> okay, you don't have to buy everything. <laughs> I know. So, Call of Duty, uh, the the new one that's going to come out next year. Which do you guys remember? They weren't even supposed to put one out in 2023, oh, and they yeah, just slapped this together. I remember. So, 
this one, the one that takes place during the Gulf War, the Black Ops one, has been in development for four years, which is the longest any Call of Duty game's ever been in development. And they're really touting this as like a reboot of every game mode. Like they're putting a lot of chips into this basket. What doesn't make sense is they're setting it in the Gulf War and that's going to be a lot of boring backgrounds. Yeah, there's destroyed cities and shit. Yeah, but there's not. They're just going to make up stuff. Like they're just, there's going to be an underground bunker where they have to go in or there's going to be a fucking desert fight and then there's going to be, it's Black Ops. Like their missions are just, they take place all over the world. So there's probably going to be one in like London where you're uncovering information on a terror cell. Cause they're all the same. They're all the same fucking game. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Oh uh, yeah. I know. It's yeah. Gonna be- <laughs> I already pre-ordered it. <laughs> and then last piece of news I got here is, uh, did you guys hear that Sony has failed to kill an $8 billion lawsuit over the PlayStation store prices? No. What's the lawsuit about? And what it failed to kill doesn't mean anything. You well, never means, killed a lawsuit? <laughs> I'm not that successful yet. Um, but they said uh, a lawsuit was put in, or a lawsuit was filed uh, in London that said the PlayStation Store is basically a monopoly. Like, you can't sell anything through, any, like, any digital purchases through any other digital store other than the PlayStation Store. For PlayStation, rather. Oh, okay, yeah. That's fair. So they sued and said, well, this is a monopoly. It's not a competitive market if you're only allowed games for your place to be sold in one place. So Sony's tried to kill it and that kill job failed. So it's going to go back to court for anti-competitive practices. You could just buy a disc. Though. Yeah, you buy a disc. That's, that's the way it used to be. Why the fuck? Well, I think it's, it's more games are not releasing on disc. So it's them say like, there's well, never you could any. Well, go play it on Steam or somewhere else. Yeah. Well, yeah but you if it's on it Steam, on if it's only on PlayStation. That's fair. There's only one place to get it. That's what they're saying. There's only one place to get it if it's a digital release on PlayStation. What does well, it- so why does it have to be competitive then? Because it's PlayStation will not let it be available anywhere else. Yeah, but isn't that the same with Apple? Apple stores shit? I don't know, man. A, a court apparently said that, nope, this is moving anyway, forward. First off, it's an English court, which doesn't count. Well, it counts over there. Yeah, it doesn't count to me. Then they're going to be... <laughs> You don't recognize that. I do not recognize its authority. It's an English court going against a Japanese company. Yeah. No lawsuit without representation, right? I don't know. I'm just confused by it. Yeah. The case began last August and basically claimed that anti-competitive practices by Sony allowed it to get away with charging a 30% commission on all sales in the PlayStation store rather than (sighs) charging a smaller amount and passing the savings on to consumers. I get it. So PlayStation takes too much money. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Developers want... To sell it elsewhere. I get it. Yeah, fine. That's not what you said, but whatever. But then maybe Papa Scott's be clearer next time. If there's a maybe no- I'll read the article next time before I talk about it. Well, maybe we can actually gift games if somebody else sells them. That's a good point. I would love to send you every goddamn leisure suit Larry. <laughs> I can't believe that technology doesn't exist. Yep. Oh, the technology exists. Well, that should be the lawsuit. Let's let's file file our own. Yeah, we apparently we moved to London. <laughs> you can file any lawsuit. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, so. But, go, uh, go London. That's all we got for the playtime <laughs> vibe check. It was a hell of a vibe. I think it was a confrontational vibe today. <laughs> all right, how about we get into the game now? How about it? We got a fucking banger this week, boys. All right, what is that? Side number five from Scientist already? <laughs> I lost count. Jeez. We didn't even get into the game that blows. Uh, this week, we are talking about the game which I didn't even know existed until a couple weeks ago. Die Hard Vendetta. Bum, bum, bum. 
It was released November 19th, 2002. Any guesses to the number one song in the country? 50 Cent. In the club. In the club. <laughs> Candy Shop. Not bad guesses. Not bad at all. But no, no, it's someone much more popular. Beyonce. Nope. Eminem. <gasps> Real Slim Shady. No, 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 no. no. Wait. no. It'd be the one for me. Lose Miles. Yourself. That's it. It's Lose Yourself by Eminem. Damn. We got to guess. Look at that. Now we don't even have to call Long Island Sal. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he needs a week off. Yeah, I'll give him a break because we're, we're running a little long anyway. So No, we just started late. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Number one movie in the country, November 19th, 2002. Saw two, three. No, nope, two. I'll two. give you the, uh, the taglines. You can't kill my dreams, but my dreams can kill you. Time to face destiny. I don't think that's a very helpful one. No. No, that sounded like a nightmare on Elm Street. No, I was thinking of uh, the one with Robin Williams when he goes to the afterlife or whatever. Oh, no, it's not that one. I forget what that's called. Who cares? I'll read the synopsis. Uh, Maybe you'll get it. I think you might. Uh, Blank is captured by North Korean agents and must serve a grueling prison sentence. Hitch. (laughs) (laughs) Good guess. Um, he's finally released and is convinced that someone in his own agency betrayed him. He Jason escapes from cust- custody and tra- it's not Jason Bourne, the other famous spy. Jack Reacher. No, damn it. James uh, Bond. James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Do you know which movie? Quantum of Solace. No, it's a Pierce Bronson one. Tomorrow. Isn't that Quantum of Solace? Something no, about that tomorrow. Was... Edge of tomorrow. Tomorrow never no. comes. That's Tom Cruise. Tomorrow is it's yesterday. T- <laughs> tomorrow was yesterday is that what you just said okay first of all that movie's called tomorrow never dies oh, okay. <laughs> same thing it's it's not that one it's not golden eye it's not the third one i'm forgetting it's the fourth one i have no I idea thought that. i named it pierce brosnan movie it's okay it's die another day it's the one with the fucking invisible car he drives through the arctic Didn't it's real it. bad yeah real bad Sounds like Invisible Car. What the fuck? Yeah, it was number one on November 2nd, 2002. November 19th. Whatever. 2000. (laughs) Halle Berry is in it. That's cool. Oh, she's Pussy Galore. No, that was... No, it's not Julie Newmar. I forget who it was. No, but she did have a stupid name in that, right? Yeah. Jinx something. Yeah. They all do that. I don't know that point. Jinx. I owe you a Coke. That'd be a great name. (laughs) Save it. Write it down. Jinx. I owe you a Coke. Jinx Johnson is who she plays. What a terrible name. Yeah, their their female leads in James Bond movies usually don't have uh, great names. Like, wasn't Christmas Jones one of them? Yeah, that was um, Denise Richards, Mm. I think. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the movie, he said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, but barely, like, I guess Christmas does come more than once yeah, a year. Yeah. Doesn't he say that? That's a thing that happened. I think so. Yeah, that sounds like it. Uh, it's definitely from a movie. Maybe not that one. I really think it is James Bond. It uh, could be. It very well could be. Man, that's the one whose name I cannot remember. And I know the fan, like there's fans just screaming it at us right now. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to buy some time while I looked it up and he just <laughs> fucking <laughs> slammed that one right down into my face. Uh, everything or nothing. That was a video game. The world is not enough. Ah, uh, that's what it was. They did have a video game with that in it, though. Or did they have a world is not enough video game? They've yeah. had a world. They've had a lot of James Bond video games. No one could replicate the classic GoldenEye, but they tried. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, she played Doctor Christmas Jones. Denise Richards did. Anyway, Doctor. Oh, this obviously. day in history, November nineteenth, 
1621. Oh. <laughs> the Mayflower reaches Cape Cod and explores the coast. Well, get the hell out. You remember how in history when we were growing up, they're like, 1492, Columbus found America. And then mm-hmm. they're like, anyway, next thing, the Mayflower comes. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. What happened in those 130 years? Don't worry Amerigo about Vespucci. it. Amerigo Vespucci. Nothing happened. Don't worry in about Ponce it. Ponce de Leon. They found the Fountain of Youth. Oh, is that what they hit it? There's yeah. got to be a top. Well, they had to build it. the ice wall around so that nobody could fly <laughs> off or get off the edge. That's true. I forgot about that. It's a good that. point. It's a good point. Doctor scientists bring in the real science to our people. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, anyway, this fucking game, Die Hard Vendetta, was released for GameCube, developed by Bits Studio, published by Vivendi, Universal Games International. It is a single-player, first-person shooter, action, whatever game. And uh, if you guys don't mind, I'll just get right into this. This is not going to take long. No, do go it. for it. So the video I sent you guys was like all over the goddamn place. Yeah, there terrible. is a structure to this game. Like there, it does go in order, but it's real dumb and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found one in order that I watched. It was- yeah, you just watch a playthrough quick. So the game takes place five years after the events of Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's the one where they're in New York with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, that was a really okay. good movie. Yes, all right. The only good Die Hard movie. McLean has apparently gone back to Los Angeles and kept working there, which doesn't make sense because that means at some point he moved back to New York for the later Die Hard movies, which weren't very great. There was I'm mo- the only person that cares about this, so I'm just going to go ahead and move on. <laughs> and uh, there's a couple tutorials in the game, but afterwards he's in his apartment. Die Hard is John McClane. <laughs> Definitely not voiced by Bruce Willis. Definitely like, not, not, even not at all. Someone trying to do Bruce Willis. Like it's not even close. And uh, he's watching TV. He sees a news segment done by Dick Thornburg, who was the dude in the first Die Hard movie, the newscaster. He was also in the second one. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. But I mean, it didn't look like him. <laughs> no, it didn't look or sound like him. No. I just remembered it because I'm obsessed with those movies. And that's what his character's name was. Right, right. And uh, so Dick Thornburg is on the the TV talking about this uh, guy named Jack Frontier. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, his army background, his acting and fitness career took off. And then all of a sudden he stopped getting roles. And then he just became a criminal because that's a normal arc that human beings do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What else are you going to do? But uh, which was I thought was odd. He talked about that. And then he got into the actual reason he was at this museum, which is. To talk about how uh, Pyatt Gruber, who is Han, Hans Gruber's son. Obviously. Uh, oh, my God. The actor's name is... I'm blanking. Who's Hans Gruber? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know that guy's name. Francesco Rinaldi. No. no Chef Boyardee. Alan Rickman. <laughs> Alan, no. Chef Boyardee. You're right. It was Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Rare dramatic turn. He nailed it, by the way. Uh, so, uh, the fucking... You threw me off with that one. All right, so. <laughs> At least you got the Francesco Rinaldi chump slap. Thanks. <laughs> so McLean's watching this thing. He sees Pia Gruber and he's like, that guy's a criminal because he, he dresses like that. And his dad was a criminal. It's very. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. And then he sees on the TV, his daughter, Lucy, who <laughs> was in several of these movies. Uh, she is a beat cop starting out her career in police and she's just there. In an official police Is she capacity. A voice by Eliza Dushka? Are you I don't asking know. me or I'm telling asking. me? I'm asking. It sounded like her, but I didn't bother looking it up. Oh, man. I didn't even look. Oh, yeah. I love how she's just in the background and he's like, yep, that's my girl. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was very... I mean, it's not strange. It, it makes sense that that would have happened, but it was a weird thing to add. A lot of, inf- a lot of very specific, important information came in this, like, 30-second news clip. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just too many. Uh, Lucy McLean is voiced by Jenna Macari. Okay. That's not Eliza Dushku. I think the only person that re- that uh, did their reprise their role was Reginald Vell Johnson as Captain Al Powell. <laughs> that was him. That's what I thought. So then, uh, the okay. So the reason Pia Gruber's even in town is to collect this piece of art, and then uh, Jack Frontier is there as his personal bodyguard. And while they're there, they are there to collect this piece of art. Some random thieves come in. Lucy walks in and sees them trying to steal paintings and there's a shootout and McLean's like, I got to go help. So he runs downtown to right. deal with this. Is he actually a cop here? Yes. Then why is he? I, whatever. Why yeah. is he wearing a wife beater? I don't know. Now, and plus, why is he going to a place? Well, whatever. He's basically off duty, just sticking his nose where it shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, his- all right. Got it. Go on. No, I understand what you're saying because it doesn't make sense with. that. Like, it stands to reason that if there was a big thing like this, then police would go, and maybe if he was higher, high enough up, he would go and check out what's going on. That makes sense, but... He's a detective, though. Well, it just... The part that doesn't make sense is as this game moves on, he's, like, basically a one-man SWAT team. Yeah. That's he, all his the, role is. He just shows up at places. And starts fucking blasting. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> By the time McLean gets there, the robbers have taken hostages, and it's a whole thing. And then McLean heads into the place to deal with them. And just by deal with them, it's he's not even going to try to arrest anybody or talk to him. He's just going to start blasting. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I'm going to say, and then they start blasting. A, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. And then McLean blasts away. He rescues uh, Dick Thornburg, and he rescues the museum curator, who has a name. And I forgot to write it down right here, but he comes Von back. Layden. Von Layden. There it is. And uh, he also rescues Lucy and then basically defuses the situation. So he gets a call, which is the closest thing that I would say to his actual job is he gets a call <laughs> because there was a murder at a diner. There you go. And it's about time he did his job. Right. Yeah. He's a homicide detective. So he goes to check this out and be a detective. I was like, oh, so we're getting into like a cop procedural procedural you would think thing. So. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> This is great. I just have written here. I don't understand why I have this note, but McLean dresses like a criminal and neutralizes the guy at the diner Sergio. to find Sergio's yeah, he's club. the guy who did the murders or something. Okay, so the guy who did the murders was still there. Yeah. And yeah I don't, why I did he disguise so. himself as a criminal? I don't understand. <laughs> he's, he's a, a detective, detective. <laughs> going there investigating dead bodies. Yeah. And then uh, he takes this membership club, this membership card to this club, and goes and finds this Sergio guy. And then... For somehow he makes his way to the Chinese theater, just killing everyone. And, and he started blasting. blasting. Yeah. Well, he found stolen art there. <laughs> and then he goes to the subways and finds more stolen art. Those subways? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then this leads him into the sewers where McLean's sneaking around blasting. And then he over <laughs> sneaking around blasting. <laughs> That's the McLean way. He sneaks yeah, around blasts, yeah. sneaks around. And then uh, he overhears a conversation between the curator guy, Van Laden, and Jack Frontier. Turns out. That uh, they're kind of in cahoots. What the fuck? Yeah. Not the army ranger, super soldier turned fitness instructor turned failed actor turned criminal guy. Exactly the same. Okay. Just checking. This whole story could have been debunked if Cameo existed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So uh, the curator gets upset and he's like, you're a dick. Like, I, I don't uh, I don't want to get caught here. I don't want to go to jail. And Frontier's like, just shut up. Don't worry about it. Go into hiding. It'll all blow over. Mm-hmm. So Clayne finds more of the stolen art and finds the curator. He saves him and Lucy arrests him when they get outside. Oh, fucking hey, Lucy, do your job. Nice. So the curator got arrested anyway. And now at LAPD HQ, Pyatt's men have stormed the stormed stormed, stormed. the place has stormed the place <laughs> <laughs> and taken over the entire con- I don't know even what fucking voice that is stormed the place is that some old guy yeah some old Canadian man no mm. it's the old guy from Diablo One that you talk to a lot mm. okay stormed the place yeah I can I could have really leaned into old man more I'll workshop it I'll work on it. maybe we'll call that guy <laughs> get Long Island Sal to do it. <laughs> Oh, get Long Island Sal to call somebody. That would be <laughs> it's like the jerky a little phone call. And a- what we should do, a side <laughs> note, is have a conference call between all the people who do the movies. Long Island Sal, oh, Bentley. Uh, who else did we have? Christopher Walken. Uh, Texas Pete Texas showed up. Pete, yeah. <laughs> it was more Cajun Pete, but we don't worry about that. <laughs> it's all it's just a name. Yeah, it is. He is not from Texas. It has nothing to do with Texas. He's just a big dude. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Christ, okay. So Good conference call. Schedule it. All right, back to the game. Special episode. I can't wait till fucking Long Island Sal tries to conference in people. <laughs> Who's he friends with? Anyway, all right. So, McLean at LAPDHQ, he rescues Thornburg again, which I think is the third time now. Yeah, in Maybe three places. Second. Right. Because uh, Thornburg was there doing his job as a reporter trying to get an interview with the curator guy who got arrested. So... Mm-hmm. Thornburg, since he was there before you, for some reason, he's like, hey, there's bombs all over this place. Um, they told me if anyone tries to get in, then this whole LAPD HQ is going to explode. Of course, because that's... So they planted these bombs while you were doing the previous stuff? I It had to be, right? Yeah, they or they were in. They did all that stuff. Okay. Took some hostages. And then McLean finds a curator and Lucy. Uh, he rescues a couple inmates named Downed. Downed. Jesus, Dowd and Nitric to hack the police communication systems? Mm. Yeah, who else are you going to get? Yeah. Dowd and, then this and will, Nitric. Uh, yeah, it's lucky that they had a hacker on site in, in custody yeah. that can disarm the bombs. Yeah, because that's they do. definitely something they do. But well, they do, and, and the bombs are disarmed, and once it's disarmed, Nitric escapes and betrays McLean pretty much immediately. A criminal? I know, a criminal betrayed you? That's wild. It's funny because... He, like, betrays you, gets outside, and he's like, I'm going with this Piat guy. Is it cool if I come with you? He's like, wait, did you just fuck over McLean? Sure did. Get on the helicopter, It's funny the scene they showed of him running out, too. Because <laughs> he's just, like, yeah, right in front of everybody, just running out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. McLean finds a suitcase with more of the stolen art. A lot of stolen art they got, a, they got out of this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, he confronts Piat, who's holding a hostage. No, he's holding a bunch of hostages, including... The curator, Captain Alpal, and Thornburg again. They really needed more characters because they're just getting the same people caught and taken off <laughs> yeah. every time. So Lucy tried to help during that whole thing, but Piet and his newest henchman, Nitric, they left in the helicopter after Piet shoots the curator in the face to show him that he's super serious. Mm-hmm. Well, can't get much more serious than <laughs> yeah. that. Now, so I guess he's behind the art heist the entire time? Sure. It's the only thing. I mean, none of it makes sense, and that's as good as anything else. I don't understand why, if he was behind the art heist, 
Like, didn't he say something about the art being like rightfully his and he was taking it back? And then I thought he was they giving, were giving it to, it them, to him. But I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. That, or maybe that was, that was whole, his. That's why he was giving them that piece so he can get into the art museum and heist the rest of the shit. Gotcha. It still seems very public, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially if your brother's already an, your, your an infamous hostage taker. Yeah. He's your dad. It's not even yeah, your brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what did I say brother? Sorry. Yeah. His father, who was also an infamous person. And he's like, yep, that's me, son of this guy. Anyway, just doing this art thing here. <laughs> and Don't there play. ends the believability of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it gets silly, guys. Yeah. So McLean and the LAPD, they track the helicopter to a movie studio in Hollywood because if it takes place in L.A., you got to have a level at the movie studio, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? And then McLean gets there and the sniper team is like, hey, um, you're good with a gun. Can you cover us while we go in? Yeah, Detective McLean just sticking your nose in here again. <laughs> hey, why don't you do everything, fucking McLean? There you go. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, we're bending reality a little bit too much here. Go figure. <laughs> but okay, whatever. So he has a, a shootout with the nitric guy on this Old West set, and then McLean wounds him oh. and then gets arrested. Why'd he get arrested? Because apparently, when McLean was looking for Lucy on the movie set, he unintentionally assaulted an actress in her trailer. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Accidentally opened the door too fast and hit her in the nose. I get, yeah, something silly like that. And then she's like, well, he hit me. And he's like, what are you talking? Like, I figure at this situation, there'd be more of a conversation before we just went ahead and arrested McLean. Yeah, and you throw him in prison right away. He doesn't even go to. Instantly. Not even Gen Pop. Yeah. Right to Gen Pop. Uh, yeah, he doesn't even go to like a holding cell at all. <laughs> Well, and I love how it happens so fast. Like, there was no lawyer. There was no appeal. There was no <laughs> yeah. pre-trial date set up. There was nothing. There was no, like, civil fine or thing like prison now. Yeah, because they wouldn't be the like, Sierra oh, facility. this cop can just be yeah. off the force for a little bit. He's on vacation until the, yeah. We know you've done a lot for the town, but fuck you. You're going right to prison. Right. If this were real life, he would have been suspended with pay pending yeah. an internal investigation. Exactly. And then he would still be doing what he's doing. Then he'd still be doing what he's doing, being one man army, and then eventually the cops would settle with this person out of court, and then the guy would just get his job back. back. Yeah, but doesn't Winslow say like Winslow? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's a very famous actress. She has a lot of sway in this part of town, or some shit. Like, is that what they're trying to do? Like, come up with that white collar, blue collar? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Dynamic. It was dumb. Whatever. So he's in fucking prison at the Sierra Correctional Facility, and it just so happens that this is the same prison where a bunch of Pyatt's men are staging a jailbreak at the same time. Oh, shit. All right, how does McLean get out? Well, Nitric leaves his cell while Sergio kidnaps the warden during this whole prison riot breakout, and then McLean rescues the warden, and he hears Nitric on the roof in another lot of helicopters Mm -hmm. in this game, but I don't think any crash. No. No. It was very annoying. So McLean finds Nitric. They shoot it out. They ref- And then Nitric, which they don't do this in games enough, but Nitric is like, yeah, I could tell you where Lucy is, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's always the last minute. Like, you gotta check the docks. <laughs> like, no, it was none of this. He's like, yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. You shot me twice. Go to hell. <laughs> and then Al arrives and is like, okay, well, that's enough prison for now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you leave 
You like slap what? on the wrist. Yeah. Oh, you broke out of your cell and you got to the roof and you shot somebody. Now you can go home. Bad McLean. I'm going to hit you with this paper. <laughs> he assaulted another inmate. Like a bunch of them, I assume he killed in, in this level. And they're like, okay, you, you've been through a lot, sir. Why don't you go ahead and sleep in your own bed tonight? But you forgot when he shot Nitric. Nitric dropped a can of tuna fish. But That's right. The whole, the whole fucking time. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Might be going to get into it. He even says, Lucy, I don't know. She might be eating some tuna. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. I love how they gave his character this tuna obsession. And then that's the next clue Mm -hmm. to figure out where McLean is supposed to go. He's supposed to go to the fish factory because Nitric had that tuna can. It's great. It's this is. This may be the uh, the the twenty seven. This may be the one. Oh, perfect story score. Let's hope so. I doubt it. (laughs) Oh, anyway, so uh, McLean goes to the fish factory. He expects to find Lucy, but he finds Piet instead, who is in the process of buying a fucking missile (laughs) (laughs) with his ex and I guess now business partner, Sumi Kazwana, who does not hang around in this game. I, when I was watching it, I thought it was Lucy pretending to be somebody. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? (laughs) But I was wrong. And those GameCube graphics, right? Yeah. And then they move the rocket to a warehouse in the harbor. McLean is pursuing them. And then we get another Thornburg interview. I don't think he gets kidnapped this time. But he says that, conveniently, that Piet has a rocket and it's pointed at the airport at LAX. Oh, no. And he wants a billion dollars. So not only did he infiltrate... Why Why with the art then? If this was the whole plan, what was the f- why the art? He needed why the whole art to clean off. He needed the art to pay for the missile. That's what the guy wanted in exchange. For oh, the that's missile. so fucking dumb. And then he says a billion or I'm. Dude, it would be crypto if it was made later. Oh god, that'd be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move this along. So, Cur- so McLean trails the rocket to a warehouse outside the city. He blows up a bunch of fuel barrels. This averts the launch somehow. And then after he finds the rocket, Frontier shows up. No. And this is where the story gets spicy, because he's like, hey, I'm fucking Jack Frontier. I was always going to betray Pyatt. So he orders uh, his his number two, Marlin, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. He orders Marlin to kill McLean. McLean shoots him in a boss battle. And then as she's dying, she says, Piet is going to Nakatomi Plaza, baby. Oh, shit. They had to do it, right? They had to. We needed a reason to go back there. And I think it's wild that this isn't the last level, but we'll get to that. And now we're back at the plaza. Police blocking it off again, like in the first movie. Uh, McLean heads in, runs into a trap on the 22nd floor, and McLean's like, hey, Al, hold everybody off until Lucy's saved, which I guess he has earned the right to... He was in prison 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And now he's... Leading the charge into the fucking Nakatomi Plaza and telling everyone to stay behind until he clears the building. So he fights through, makes his way to the top floor, finds Lucy with a bomb vest on. <gasps> no. McLean finds the detonator, defuses the explosive. He and Lucy head to the roof to uh and and McLean's like, No, you gotta stay back. And she's like, I'm a cop, like I'm trained for this. And he's like, No, you're my daughter still. So he goes up, leaves Lucy behind, confronts Pyatt and Frontier. But Frontier shoots Pyatt. <gasps> what? And he's like, hey, I did say I was going to betray him. This doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> and Frontier fucks off, and Lucy saves McLean's life by executing Pyatt. 
Because, you know, he thought we thought he was dead. And then he gets up. Yeah. Yeah. And then McLean grabs on to the hel- helicopter as it flies away, which is at least it got more believable with Frontier <laughs> on it. He just runs and jumps and grabs the fucking what are those things called? The skid? Is that yeah, what it's called? Whatever it is. I think he yeah. grabs a wheel. A tire. He, I thought he grabbed like the. It doesn't matter. It's terrible. Landing, whatever. Way. He grabs a piece of the helicopter and apparently has the upper body strength to hang on as it flies through the fucking air. But he knows it was a bad idea. <laughs> and then he casually and lightly gets dropped off on the lawn in front of the Holmes Observatory, which is a fit. It's not called the Holmes Observatory. It's called something else, but it's a real location in Los Angeles. Right, right. It's where they shot like Back to the Future. They shot a billion things there. Rebel Without a Cause. There's a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real place. I'm not going to look up. And then this happens to be the premiere of a movie called Galaxy Thief 3 which has uh, the main actor who is supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just so someone in the cast can do a really awful Arnold impersonation. But you forgot to mention that Frontier was the star of Galaxy Thief 1. And 2. But he wasn't a star too because 2 blew up at the box office and didn't have any success. Oh. And it was blamed on his terrible oh. acting. So that's why his plot was to kill the entire cast of the movie yeah. as revenge for his failing and acting And why career. he killed Piet, because it just makes sense to do it before you're trying to do something Why even like go this? along with Piet the whole time when you just, I don't fucking, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, like all, okay. So we're led to believe that Jack Frontier, and remember, successful fitness guy, smiley, or at least temporarily successful actor turned criminal. You forgot he was a... a Maybe CIA operative, yeah. Oh, shit, you're right, of course. And his illustrious military career. (laughs) Um, So you're saying this guy joined up with the son of a notorious gangster. He then helped him facilitate an art heist in order to get enough money to buy a missile in order to shoot it at an airport, which doesn't go as planned. To get more money. He betrays Pyatt, and then the whole point, his plan was to blow up this movie premiere? Mm Mm-hmm. I think he's like, he's like a gun for hire. So there's too many steps. Make, if this yeah. is what he was gonna do, why even fuck around with Pyatt? I don't know. He just wanted to end Pyatt. Maybe he was Pyatt. Shit was taking too long. He's like, you paid me to be your henchman, but this is taking too long. We're done. Here. I've got to go blow up a movie premiere. Yeah, the m- movie's premiering tonight. That we already have rigged with bombs. Yeah, yeah, there are bombs rigged everywhere. McLean kills a bunch of people, defuses the bombs, saves all the hostages, is the hero. He confronts Frontier. They have a shootout. This is the final boss. McLean defeats him. And in his last moment, he activates a bomb, but just enough of a bomb with just enough of a delay so that it blows up the place in a spectacular fashion as McLean can jump out of the front door just in time. Yeah, of course. This is just like. Yeah, it makes sense. Back into the world of reality. Yeah. And then um, McLean then reunites with Lucy and Al. Uh, he runs into a guy by the name of Robert Barnes, who's a film developer, who comes up to him and is like, I'd love to buy the movie rights of your story. I'd give you a starring role based on all these recent events. And McLean punches him and walks off with his daughter. Oh, that's another assault charge. That's the stupidest <laughs> ending they could have come up with. He's going back to jail for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just violated parole. <laughs> right? Not to mention that he just blew up a... Well, he's blown up plenty of shit. Yeah. Apparently, no one cares that he just blows up buildings to save like 20 people. Well, he doesn't blow them up. Come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Here blew him up. Yeah. No, he blew up that elevator shaft that one time. Dude, you didn't even talk about the dumbest part is when he's on top of the elevator and it crashes and he just stands there the whole time. Man, I didn't even see that part. I missed that in my video. On top of the elevator is the safest place when an elevator falls. You didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right. Well, fuck it. 
All right, that's the game. We got through it. We did it. Let's go ahead and do our favorite segment, Final Thoughts. The final. It's the final thoughts now. All right. Sorry. All right, let's start with Dr. Scientist. Why not? Let's start there. Let's do it. Do it. Did watching this game video make you want to play Die Hard Vendetta? Yeah. Did the story work for you, or was it way too meta? All right, all right. Mm-hmm. What score out of 27 stars you'd think you'd uh, shoot with your Beretta? Oh, shit, he does have a Beretta on him at all times. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Got me. That is, his, that is his thing. I was Dr. expecting, Scientist. like, drive a Jetta. I was thinking oh, about Feta. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good ones, I guess. Anyway. All right, uh... What's the first one? Would I play it? No. You don't want to play a 20-year-old GameCube game? <laughs> I, if it was Ocarina of Time. Oh, got you there. Okay. Um, did the story work for me? Uh, it was about the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yep, yep. Co- completely. I, it just was, oh, all right, let's try and make this as full of bullshit as we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, whatever. It was terrible. Not the worst we've done, but pretty fucking close. Uh, how many stars did I give it? It's a terrible game from a terrible franchise. I gave it one star. One. Terrible franchise. You watch your mouth. Two of those movies were really good. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. And one's at least dumb fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking at the games I gave zeros, it's not as bad as those, okay. but it's close. I mean, our low, 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 lowest bar is that there's a story that moves forward that makes sense. And it at least did do that. No, it went forward. It didn't make it sense. It had a story. Well, it also, <laughs> yeah, you're, it had a story. It had a coherent, a coherent the narrative threat. ridiculous thread. origin of the bad guy was just someone's like imagination of an Uber male. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And not to mention the great misogyny <laughs> by John McClane towards his daughter of she not being able to do anything without his help. You Whatever. Won. Terrible. <laughs> One star. You're going to talk any zero stars if you don't start doing something else. You can't. You can't <laughs> no, right. it now. It's in the book. Yeah, we get uh, uh, It's her shop slap. <laughs> <laughs> Did watching this video make you want to explore the video game world of Die Hard? Mm. Uh, did the story work for you, or is it something you're just going to completely disregard? Oh, okay. And what score out of 27 stars do you think you'd get the approval from Captain Picard. <laughs> sure. oh, Picard. I've done worse. I've done yeah, way worse. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you. Um, no, I wouldn't play it. it. Looked terrible. I watched a little gameplay. It was just like auto aiming, and it was only like four guns. Yeah, it wasn't even aimed down sights. Yeah, it was like before that. Yeah. No, uh, no, wouldn't play it. Did the story work for me? Now, <laughs> no, it didn't. It. Okay. It was stupid. I mean, McLean just going back to the police force, that bothered me alone. That just started off bad. And he's just like a mm-hmm. regular regular ass detective now. Not cool. Uh the the whole story's just stupid. None of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stealing paintings to buy a missile to get a million dollar ransom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get the billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's really stupid. And yeah, Jack Frontier, fuck that. That is the worst. 
why couldn't it just be a fucking regular like oh well-known awesome criminal for hire or something <laughs> no they had to give him the background of being a cia agent oh and they had to give the movie thing just to have him yeah. blow up a fucking yeah that was an insane character trait to tack on there just so they could have that last mission yeah that last mission was uh Whatever. The game was over. Like we didn't. It, yeah. You ended at Nakatomi Plaza, guys. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. rid of Piet. Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. There you but go. No, no. Gruber dead. But no, terrible. Didn't work. And <laughs> the voices. The only redeeming quality this game had is Carl Winslow came back. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he did. But other than that, star wise, I'll give it two. Ooh. I'll agree with scientists and I'll add one for Carl Winslow's voice. <laughs> okay, great. That is uh, two. <laughs> uh, you want some questions? Oh, do- man, I'd love some. Cool. I got one. Got a couple, maybe three. Ooh. What do you got? Did watching this video make you want to strap on McCain's, McLean's shoes? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was the story pretty good? Or was it a bunch of Poo. Nice. Oh, nice. And out of 27 stars, how many would this game accrue? Nice. Nice. Wow. Dang, you guys are so much better at this. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Especially scientists. He's been flawless. <laughs> yeah. Never did a bad one. Nope. Nope. I usually coach uh, Chump Slap along. Yeah, he's texting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so did watching this video make me want to play it? No, I had no idea this game existed. I I don't have any desire to live this story. It's not good. There's been, at this point, way more bad stories in the Die Hard universe than good ones, which is a damn shame, but yeah. that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, watching this video made me want to try and forget this again. Like, I <laughs> wish I could fast forward back a month before I knew this existed and then go from there. Fair. Um, Did... The story worked for me. No, it was just like, I I don't even know how to explain how dumb and bad this is. Like, this is a first draft that someone wrote over a weekend that got paid like $10,000 to write a Die Hard sequel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, Mm -hmm. fucking, I don't know, whatever. They go to a museum and Lucy's there. And she's like, they just farted this out as an excuse to have all these different levels. Like, that's really what it was. It feels like a Call of Duty game. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Got him. Good. Got him. Uh, so no, story didn't work for me. What score would I give it? Uh, it's it's so hard to give this anything positive. So I'm going to stick with what Jump Slap did, and I'm going to give it a two. Oh, what's that? Five. Fucking That's eight, a total man. score of five. That's got to be in the top five this season. <laughs> now, I'm not going to go over the the games we uh, shat on this year because we're going to do that in a couple weeks in one of our yearly roundup episodes. Oh, stay tuned. Stay Spoiler. tuned. So let's go back to uh, a couple years ago. Let's go all the way back to June 24th, 2021. All right. Let me guess. It was a uh, Madden. No, no, this is Jetly Rise to Honor. We gave a five. Oh, yeah. That's exactly the same. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I still think you guys are crazy for giving the quiet man a four. I gave it zero. Man, what did we give the quiet man? Uh, Zero. Oh, yeah. Chump Slap gave it a three. (laughs) It tried something. It tried something different. You're right. No, the score is perfect. The score is perfect. And Fight Club, we gave it two, which I think was our worst game of 2022. Yeah, that was fucking had to be because that was terrible. (laughs) That was real bad. I'm glad that we were able to pull another one before the end of the year under 10. 
Because otherwise, one of our top five or bottom fives would have been a score of 11. And that's way too high that's for the bottom. That's up. That's like average. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good job, guys, I guess. It's all on you. You picked it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now, I'm gonna be, now my name's going to be on that fucking list I don't want to be on at the end of the year. Yeah, you should pick shit games. Of course you're going to be on it. Oh, that's my goal to be on that list. Well, let's see what happens this year. Uh, anyway. That's it. Anyway, so that's going to take <laughs> us to our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Radical Pokemon Lock of the Week. Pokemon Lock of the Week, it's Scientist. <laughs> every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed amazing Radical Pokemon Lock of the Week, and he hasn't let us down all, all year. No. He's incapable of doing so. Never. So this week... Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, we're going to do a radical electric Pokemon of the week. Okay. Mm, is it Pikachu? I don't really like electric Pokemon. Pikachu is an electric Pokemon, but it's not going to be the one that wins today. Oh, okay. It's one called Electros. Eel? Electros. For those who don't know how to spell it, those listeners, it's E-E-L-E. I found it. <laughs> oh, the listeners. Listeners. K-T-R-O-S-S. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, one. They're, they're that's the one I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basically an electric eel, and it it has a neat little thing. It's one of few Pokemon. I don't know if there's any others anymore, but it has a uh, absolutely zero weaknesses. Something what? about this guy's mouth makes me think he's in like the Mario. It's universe. more of like a lamprey. Yes, yes. It. Well, it, it's an electric type, and the electric's only weakness is ground. But it has an ability levitate, makes it immune to ground moves. What? Well, what? let's get really into this, Doctor Scientist. Are you? Do you think the cat the catch rate of thirty is appropriate for this character? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Oh yeah. What about twenty cycle hatch time? I mean, yeah, that's not I, bad. I think it should be a little, like eighteen. I mean, if you want to be, I'm I'm pretty sure they balance them out pretty good. Mm, yeah. I don't know. With a base friendship of seventy, can you really call that balanced? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because friendship doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Well, maybe to you. Not not with my friendship build, it does. <laughs> <laughs> my friendship build. Yeah, but it's a slow leveling rate. Man. Yeah, that does suck. But that you can also level up its lower ones probably faster uh, before it evolves. You don't have to make the Pokemon evolve when they become, as you both know. Obviously. Yeah, yeah everyone knows that. Well, yeah, we're not idiots. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. We're Pokemon experts. By now. Right. Amorphous egg group. Anyway, uh, that is Electros. Electros or Electros? I always said Tros, but I okay. think I'm going with Tros. All right. You do that. That's last time I'll say it. <laughs> I'm going to call it Electros. Oh, no. Electros. But uh, yeah, that's our radical Pokemon lock of the week, Electros. That being said, let's go ahead and head over to our favorite segment of every week, which is Sir Trump Slaps. This or that. <laughs> Chomp ah. slaps this or that. Ah. Here it goes. Ah. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Every week we ask Sir Chomp Slap. We give that guy seven prompts, and he has to decide if the prompt is one thing or another thing. Sometimes both. Not this time. Ooh. This week, Doctor Science. Doctor Science. Yeah. Help me out, Sir <laughs> Chomp Slap. I'm gonna give you seven prompts. Uh, these prompts are the names of. I guess celebrities, a lot of them are from uh, American Congress here. But uh, we're going to give you seven names, and you're going to have to tell us if the person I have named 
was either caught having an affair with a man or having an affair with a woman. It's fucking impossible. Let's do it. All right. I like this attitude. I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting to the end of the year, and I only had so many of these. So we're yeah. in the dun- the dundrels here. Yeah, this one's going to be hard. I'm sure of it. But dundrels? Doldrums? Doldrums? Yeah, that's what they are. Doldrums. I'm great at words. All right. Not really. <laughs> Good thing I'm hosting a fucking pod. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sir John Slap, are you ready for these seven prompts? Fuck yeah. Okay. Number one, Pastor Ted Haggard. Man. Governor Elliot Spitzer. Man. Senator John Edwards. Woman. Congressman Mark Foley. Woman. President Bill Clinton. Woman. Senator Larry Craig. Man. David Letterman. Woman? Oh, right. Let's go ahead and tabulate these scores. All fucking political people and then David Letterman. (laughs) Unless it's not the David Letterman you were thinking of. Uh, Could be a one. Let's go ahead. Secretary of State David Letterman. Yeah. What do we got here? I think I got two right. All right, so you ended up with a five out of seven. Whoa, no, not bad, not bad. Nice. Lucky not bad. Guess. At, oh. You're going to tell us who they were caught with, right? <laughs> yes, Pastor Ted Haggard was caught with a man. You got that correct. Name? Governor oh. Elliot Spitzer, you were incorrect. You said it was a man, but it was actually with a woman. I, I knew he had that one wrong. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, then Senator John Edwards, you were correct. A woman. Congressman Mark Foley was a man. That was the other one you got incorrect. And then Bill Clinton was pretty much a gimme. Senator Larry Craig, you guessed correctly, with a man, and then David Letterman with a woman. All right. Well, I don't know much, but I know enough. <laughs> you know your scandals. I'll say that. Pretty good at guessing stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It's just when you go with your gut and you nail it, you just you just go with the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. If you run that back, you'll see I hesitated on the two I got wrong. That's really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. And if someone had some tips about how you can... Uh, you know, go with your gut a little bit more aggressively. Uh, where would they send that email to, Sir Chomslap? Well, you send that to plytime at gmail.com, and I'll read and respond. And yeah, that's he'll I'm, he'll do that. I'll do that. And uh, if they wanted to get to us faster on the socials with uh, fan art and other cool recommendations and shit and stuff, where would they do that, Doctor Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram or Threads, or stop by the subreddit and uh, make a post with how many minutes you listen to us. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Uh, you can also go to YouTube, like a subscribe there. It always really helps us out. Or go to our store, plotitime.com, which redirects you to our eBay store with our brand new This Is My Weed Skin shirt, which definitely <laughs> exists right now because we said it would last episode. Oh, it's up there. Is it really? Yeah. That about does it for us. Okay. So <laughs> don't look right now. As always, <laughs> shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Gamers Little Playground, I Am Panics, and Louise Guzman. More importantly than all that, don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.